Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. We are diving into the numbers. Let's do it. Number time. Brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. Speaker list is absolutely bonkers. Naeem Bukele, Adam Back, Michael Saylor, Saifedean. Preston Fish, Jack Maulers. It's going to be absolutely insane. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 722,398. The Bitcoin price, 44,125. Chain rewrite days, 742. Total public lightning capacity, 3,440.28. Eight Moscow time 2266 blocks to the happening 117,602 and the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity 4,388.66 our all new metric that has been added which tracks the unspent capacity from the Samurai Whirlpool which is a mixing app and or coin join application anyways that's how much is in there. 4,388, Nico. The numbers. How much is that in Kaka Fiat? Let me let me do the, cal no, the calculation. Figure that out, huh? How much I is did. sitting there? And and think about it, right? That's just one mixing service. There's also there's also CoinJoin. hundred and ninety-two million shitcoin dollars. Yeah, dude. A lot of mixing going on. A lot of mixing. A lot of mixing. Mix. How long? The question is for I have for you, Phil, is how long till they make that illegal? <laughs> I know, right? I, I know. Mean, like, I know they, for a... But, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. They can, they can make it illegal. But as you and I know, with sufficient decentralization, they can't stop it. Well, so, they, they can make... So this is what, what's been happening, right? Is that if you send mixed coins to specific exchanges... They won't accept that. They'll say yes. this is whatever. Uh, word on the street, though, is if you actually add three hops, right? So if you, supposedly, right? Again, guys, follow the laws and your jurisdiction and all that stuff. You know, you know how we stand for on this show. We support. We think KYC excludes millions of people. We had an expert from uh, doing KYC research, Dr. Ron Paul. I suggest you go watch that episode. But essentially. The case that he's trying to make, and based on our own research, the current KYC system does not work at effectively stopping crime. It, in, in fact, it enables criminals because what they do is that, first of all, it, it, are, are criminals going to follow the law? <laughs> no, <laughs> right? So what, it, what the KYC and, and AML system does is that they know if they check those boxes, that money that they're trying to launder is now clean. And... I might add the biggest money launderers are banks themselves, right? So again, it's 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 just it's a joke. But going back to what I was saying, if you add three jumps, right? So if you set if you let's say you mix your coins, if it's legal in your jurisdiction, of course, and you add three jumps, so you send it three different times to three different new addresses supposedly last time i heard that's enough for exchanges not to associate those coins with the mixing service but from what i've heard right is that a lot of a lot of exchanges dude more and more and more are cracking down on that i know that if for example binance 
if you use a mixing service even it's crazy bro because it's like it's it's not it's not innocent until proven guilty it's guilty until proven innocent right just by the mere association that you've mixed your coins it doesn't matter that you're trying to seek an anonymity they automatically associate that with crime which is absolutely absurd i'm not saying that i'm sure that there is a lot of crime associated with that but i think that 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 catch all release net is absurd so i completely agree with you phil i think that they will be able to stop like mixed coins from entering the fiat on and off ramps like exchanges but if you stay within the bitcoin ecosystem what are they gonna do you can't regulate bitcoin right so what are your thoughts phil and not only that, right? Like to your, to your point, because uh, I, I was thinking about this uh, as you were explaining. So right now, I, I don't know. Look, I, I don't know in depth, right, how mixing actually works. But I do understand this. If for some odd reason that because they have mentioned it, right, we have seen the, the corporate owned media mention mixed coins and stuff like that. So we do know that it is on their radar. Um, it it kind of makes me, you know, it kind of makes me think, OK, well, that's going to force innovation in that particular in that particular type of tech, right? Because people are going to have to come up or they're going to decide, look, I um it's really it's really difficult, right? Because what you just said, it's guilt until proven innocent. So it's like you you want to be free to go mix your coins, but then at the same time you you know, you're going to be, quote unquote, accused because of the, quote unquote, general narrative, right? So right away, OK, you know, Nico's doing sketchy things because he's because he's joining his coins, not just because he wants, you know, he's free to do whatever the hell he wants with his Bitcoin. And and that's kind of the, and that's kind of the problem. And a lot of people aren't going to think critically about this. And th- I think that. I think, unfortunately, this is going to be another battlefront, right? I think it's going to be another another battlefront, but I have a lot of hope because we've got, you know, we've got groups like Samurai, we've got groups like Wasabi, we've got the people working on Join Market. I mean, look, I, uh, I, I have hope. I have hope that people want to make Bitcoin um, as, as fair and as safe as possible, and in doing so, I think that we're going to end up seeing some pretty decent innovation when it comes to the mixing services, because really these institutions, as you've pointed out, have already proven beyond the shadow of a doubt. Number one, that it doesn't work. KYC AML does not work. Number one. Number two, it facilitates what it is that it tries to stop. And number three, it costs us all a lot of money and time because there are many people who are wrongfully accused who end up going through the system due to these types of things. So you know what? They're going to lose in the long run anyways. But it's going to be a terrible battle. It is going to be a terrible (laughs) battle. And again, guys, just to specify, follow the law in your jurisdiction. Color within lines. But anyway, that doesn't mean, though, that you can't make a ruckus and you can't complain and you can't protest against unjust BS. But anyways, check this out, Phil. Some stats from Glassnode. Um, Percent balance on exchanges. I thought this was fascinating. Because here it is, guys. Here is 2020, right? March 13th, March 13th, 2020, and this keeps going down, right? Usually when this tends to happen, right, the Gaka fiat price tends to go up as more and more people take self-custody over their coins, right? 
So absolutely bullish in my perspective, Phil, only 13% of, of the, the liquid supply of Bitcoin is on exchanges at the moment. Hopefully that keeps going down. And here's a screenshot that you put in the chat today, Phil. And this was February 7, 2020. Bitcoin exchange reserves took a massive dive in the last two hours with approximately 8,000 and 45 Bitcoin for $355 million exiting exchanges. So this number keeps going down. People are taking self-custody, dude. And mm -hmm. why is this important? Because let's say another Michael Saylor, let's say another public company, let's say another, another um, nation state wanted to accumulate Bitcoin. There's not enough to go around. They're going to have to get in line and buy it like everyone else. And when that tends to happen, what happens to the Kaka fiat price? The purchasing power of Bitcoin tends to moon. Again, a little bit of speculation, but I mean, the basic supply and demand, is it really speculation? Um, so I'm very happy that people are taking self-custody. That makes me extremely bullish because again, the revolution, the peaceful revolution does not happen if people are not taking self-custody, if you allow exchanges and banks to custody your Bitcoin, nothing changes, right? The innovation, the amazing innovation of Bitcoin is being able to store tremendous amounts of wealth on your person, in your mind, and you could take that with you, right? When I say in your mind, memorize your 12 word or 24 word seed phrase, you can cross borders. What are the border guys going to, the border guards going to say, what's in your mind? <laughs> you know, like. Again, dude, and that's such a powerful idea because think about it. During the 1940s in, in Germany when the when the Jews were being persecuted during the Holocaust, a lot of the reason that those people didn't leave is one of the first things that, you know, the 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 Germans did of that era was seize the bank accounts of Jews, right? Freeze those bank accounts. But if they had their money in Bitcoin, Right. They could have, you know, walked away. They could have crossed the border. They could have taken everything with them and it would have at least saved a big portion of them from extermination. Right. So that's how powerful of an idea self-custody is. That's how powerful the innovation of Bitcoin is. Phil. Oh, man, absolutely. Sorry. I'm just I am. I'm listening to what you're saying. And it's like it, it is so true. And people do not realize how powerful that really is okay i, I want to go back though to your uh, to the glass node chart um we don't have to look at it but i, I was just I, I was just looking at it early on right and it kind of it's interesting because i don't know how many people really cared right look at 2014 2015 2016 like i don't know how many people really cared about having their bitcoin on exchanges and then all of a sudden something happened and people started to care around like 2019 <laughs> like, like everyone's like wait a second We've seen this. We've seen this many times before. Okay, exchanges get rugged, and not not only do they get rugged, but there is censorship that goes on on exchanges, pretty often. So you know what? Let's learn to take it off of the exchanges. And not to mention, maybe I, I like to think that maybe the user experience is getting better, right? We we, and and that could also be a reason why people are more comfortable with taking you know with taking self custody. So so there you go. Maybe maybe there's some of that. 
Absolutely. Yeah, no, the you user experience. Bro, are. do you remember when we first got in, Phil, back 2016, 2017? The user <laughs> experience was fucking terrible. It was atrocious. If you guys are just getting into Bitcoin, bless yourself. Just be like, I'm so lucky because things have just made it so easy for the user. Uh, services like Casa, services like Unchained Capital make un make multi-sig significantly easier. The hardware wallets, there's so many manufacturers, there's foundation, there's a seed signer, there's open source uh, developers like the seed signer, right? Uh, dude, there's just so many different solutions and they all just keep getting better and better, giving so many uh, options for users to take self-custody. And I think that might be a big reason, Phil. I think you're right. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Fail! Brought to you by Amber App. Check them out. Amber.app. It's Bitcoin made easy. They make saving in Bitcoin simple for serious Bitcoiners with smart automations, low fees, and fair spreads. Check out the link down below. Umber, the smart words that sense. Get ready, guys. This is going to be a rough fail. Definitely a rough fail. Usually I like to joke around. This is not going to be a lot of joking. Anyways, let's let's dive into this. We are talking about the, the Earn Act, and we are going to get into the specifics of this. So it starts off with, with this tweet. Uh, the U.S. Senate has revived a surveillance bill that would have a lethal impact on privacy, security, and free speech. If Congress passes Earn It, it may become too legally risky for companies to offer encryption. And here is a... I guess I guess you'd say it's a you know I guess you'd say it's a meme right it's a good Simpsons meme but anyways while while all of the word we can't say news has been going on the US government has been sneakily trying to remove end to end encryption and it's been working its way through congress if this passes the government will be able to see all of your messages, listen to all of your calls, essentially removing all privacy from your conversations. Repost this to spread the message far and wide, even if you don't live in the U.S. Yes, this is true. This is true. And we are going to dive into it. And, and, and before before you do that, I might add, this isn't only in the U.S. This is a combined no. effort. This is in Australia, right? They're trying to do this as well. This is in Europe. They were trying to do this as well. And this battle has been going on since the 90s. The U.S. government has been trying to kill encryption, right? They, they want to be able to see your messages. When Adam Back on the show, he Adam Back came on the show, he was referencing the battle that they had in the 90s. It was essentially called the encryption wars. Uh, mm -hmm. So this battle has been going on for a very long time. And essentially, the U.S. government, you know, under a noble cause, they'll say either it's to protect your citizens from terrorism, from uh, child pornography. We need a backdoor into all your messages. But what they fail to what they fail to understand is that once you build a backdoor into messaging, they would like to say, oh, we are the only ones to have the key to the backdoor. That's not how security works. It's either total encryption or no encryption at all, you know? So anyways, uh, yeah, this is this is crazy. Phil, go yeah. ahead. This is crazy. And I, and I just want to preface this, right? Um, the narrative that they are using is getting so incredibly dangerous because you, you mentioned it, you touched on the point, right, of child pornography. Um, you see, the earn bill, the earn, the, the earn bill has exactly to do with that. And it it's noble aims, right? We can't question or argue with those noble aims to stop child abuse and child pornography. That That is obvious. But the problem is, is that they introduce, they're trying to introduce legislature, which is going to take away everyone's freedoms under the guise 
of attempting to solve this problem. So it's very slippery and yeah, let's dive into it. Here we go. It's back. Senators want earn it bill to scan all online messages. A group of lawmakers led by Senator Richard Blumenthal and Senator Lindsey Graham have reintroduced the Earn It Act, an incredibly unpopular bill from 2020 that was dropped in the face of overwhelming opposition. Let's be clear, the new Earn It Act would pave the way for a massive new surveillance system run by private companies that would roll back some of the most important privacy and security features in technology used by people around the globe. It's a framework for private actors to scan every message sent online and report violations to law enforcement and it might not stop there the earn it act could ensure that anything hosted online backups websites cloud photos and more is scanned just uh, you, you like and here's the thing you're trusting the government to not abuse that power for political means that is absolute look at everything that has happened in the last two years Look at the, the government's response to the pandemic that's happening. And this you want to give them more power. And you think they're not going to abuse it. This is psychotic. Psychotic. Phil, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, not at all. Not at all. To your point, you, we, they have the power of money printing. They can't do that properly. Okay, they, they have the they have the power. They, they have the power also to oversee all of the public works. There's so much corruption all over the place because they can't manage any of that. And we honestly think that the government isn't going to abuse the ability to look at every single thing and scan and catalog everything from every citizen and use it against them. Really? Who's this stupid? I, I, I want to know. The bill empowers every U.S. state or territory to create sweeping new Internet regulations by stripping away the critical legal protections for websites and apps that currently prevent such a free-for-all, specifically Section 230. The states will be allowed to pass whatever type of law they want to hold private companies liable, as long as they somehow relate their new rules to online child abuse. Like I said at the beginning before I started reading this, it is the noblest of efforts. A hundred percent. Nobody wants this. Okay. Nobody wants child abuse, but they're going to use this to take away all of our rights online. Well, they're going to try to anyways. The document also attacks Amazon for not scanning enough of its content since Amazon is the home of Amazon Web Services. Regardless of whether state legislatures take their lead from that commission or from the bill sponsors themselves, we know where the road's going to end. Online service providers, even the smallest ones, will be compelled to scan user content with government-approved software. And I may add, something else that happens, okay, when governments impose the, these types of regulations is that it raises the bar significantly and completely destroys the competition in, in, a, in a sector, making it so that it, it's concentrated to a very small group of people that they can keep in check and in control. Anyways, if Earn It supporters succeed in getting large platforms like Cloudfare and Amazon Web Services to scan, they might not even need to compel smaller websites. The government will already have access to the user data through the platform. 
a provision of the bill that purports to protect services using encryption. Section 5, page 16 of the bill doesn't come close to getting the job done. State prosecutors or private attorneys would be able to drag an online service provider into court over accusations that their users committed crimes, then use the fact that the service chose to use encryption as evidence against them. A strategy that's specifically allowed under Earn It. Now, before we continue, let's go take a look at what it is that they're talking about. This is the this is the bill itself, okay? And this is section five. This is you know referring to back from that article. So here we go. Let's take a look at it. Protecting victims of online child abuse. Okay, so here we go. This is part six. No effect on child sexual exploitation law. Nothing in the section other than subsection C in 2A shall be construed to impair or limit any claim in, in a civil action brought against a provider of interactive computer services under section 2255. If the conduct underlying the claim constitutes a violation of section 2252. B, any charge in a criminal prosecution brought against the provider of an interactive computer service under state law regarding the advertisement, promotion, presentation, distribution, or solicitation of child abuse material. C, any claim in a civil action brought against the provider of an interactive computer service under state law regarding the advertisement, promotion, presentation, distribution, or solicitation of child sexual abuse material as defined in section 2256. Now, this is the part about encryption technology section 7 encryption technologies notwithstanding paragraph 6 which is the one we just read none of the following actions or circumstances shall serve as an independent basis for liability of a provider of an interactive computer service for a claim or charge described in that paragraph one the provider utilizes full end-to-end -end encrypted messaging services, device encryption, and or other encryption services. Two, the provider does not possess the information necessary to decrypt a communication. Number three, the provider fails to take an action that would otherwise undermine the ability of the provider to offer full end-to-end -end encrypted messaging services, device encryption, or other encryption devices. Oh, gosh, Nico, I had to reread this one a few times so that I could understand it. But essentially what it is saying, very simple English is, is that if for any reason, OK, it is decided that there is some type of child abuse activity, whatever rules that have been created to define that, OK, that that becomes an excuse to go through and scan every single thing. And that means that not being able to or being able to produce this information, no matter what, leaves you in a condition where you may be liable. <laughs> this is what I've understood. This is anyways, let's let's continue on. OK, all of this is in the show notes so people can go back and reread it 50 times. OK. It's hard to imagine anyone daring to use this supposed defense of encryption. Instead, they'll simply do what the bill sponsors are demanding, break end-to-end -end encryption and use the government-approved scanning software. Just as bad, providers of services like backup and cloud storage who don't comply, uh, who don't currently offer user-controlled encryption are even less likely to protect their users by introducing new security features because they will risk liability under Earn It. Senators supporting the Earn Act 
say they need new tools to prosecute cases over child child sexual abuse material or CSAM. The methods proposed by Earnit take aim at the security and privacy of everything hosted on the Internet. Possessing, viewing or distributing CSAM is already written into law as an extremely serious crime with a broad framework of existing laws seeking to eradicate it. That's right. Okay, it's it's already there's already a giant infrastructure behind fighting this, taking away everyone's freedom of privacy and security is not the answer to this. Anyways, Internet companies are already required to res to re report suspected CSAM if they come across it and they report on a massive scale. That scale already comes with a lot of mistakes. In particular, new scanning techniques used by Facebook have produced many millions of reports to law enforcement, most of them apparently inaccurate. Federal law enforcement has used the massive number of reports produced by this low quality scanning to suggest there has been a huge uptick in CSAM images. Then armed with misleading statistics, the same law enforcement groups make new demands to break encryption or, as with earn it, hold companies liable if they don't scan user content. Bill supporters have said the quiet part out loud. Some of the documents falsehoods are breathtaking, such as the statement the Internet businesses are provided blanket and unqualified immunity for sexual crimes against children. It falsely reassures small business owners who dare to have websites that the government ordered scanning they will be subject to will come without hindering their operations or creating significant costs. Oh, yes. Red tape has never, ever hindered operations or incurred any significant costs. It's it's complete insanity. The senators supporting the bill have said that their mass surveillance plans are somehow magically compatible with end to end encryption. It's completely false. No matter whether it's called client side scanning or another misleading new phrase, the Ernest Act doesn't target big tech. It targets every individual Internet user treating us all as potential criminals who deserve to have every single message, photograph and document scanned and checked against a government database. Since direct government surveillance would be blatantly unconstitutional and provoke public outrage, Earnit uses tech companies from the largest ones to the smallest ones as its tools. That is the massive signal right there. The strategy is to get private companies to do the dirty work of mass surveillance. This is the same tactic that the U.S. government used last year when law enforcement agencies tried to convince Apple to subvert its own encryption and scan users' photos for them. <sighs> so look, Nico, I know that that was I know that that was a mouthful, but. You remember, you know how many times we talk about the really close relationship between these two big to fail corporations and the government. And we can see right here in not so plain English, right? Because they want to obstruct and create just enough confusion and vague language to say, we're, we're not, you know, if you if, if you can't provide a method to break that encryption, you're, you're not you're not liable unless child abuse we introduce we sprinkle in the special word and all of a sudden all of your data everyone's data whether it's involved with this or not 
is now scannable and indexable. That is some scary fucking shit. Okay? That is insane. And and hold on, before I let you freaking destroy this, okay? How many times have we showed how incompetent they are with KYC and AML? How much money do they waste? How many times have we shown, um, even though this has nothing to do with the IMF, but Christine Lagarde and, and, and her, and, and her um, criminal past, these people, all of these groups are held accountable to no one, okay? And they're trying to put in place, they're trying to put in place these types of psychotic laws you know what? Thank God. I, I, I'd, I'd have to say, thank God that we can actually voice our opinion and that this was stopped once before. And I can only hope that this gets stopped again. Yeah, dude. It, it, and you know what? It, it's it. Look, it, it, look at weapons of mass destruction. Right. They use that to pass the Patriot Act. Take away everybody's freedoms. Take a, a bunch of uh, freedoms from Americans. Right, a lot of a lot of those powers that were granted to the government justify the debanking, right? We've 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 seen that you know uh, this this terror this guide of guise of terrorism be weaponized against American citizens recently. Uh, the recent January uh, six protests. Look, whether you agree with it or not, right? It's you know it, it was terrible that people broke into the Capitol, but this idea, right, that you know an American citizen is a, a terrorist is absolutely crazy and that was always going to happen that happened when the patriot act happened so now you're trusting more bureaucrats and more government officials you're giving them power to essentially go through all of your messages and i remember the the apple debacle i remember they they you know they put out that really good looking dude that always does the apple press conferences when they release a new product and they said hey you know, it, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't break encryption, but this is how we're going to do it. And, and man, when they did that, that was, that was like one of the most disliked videos from Apple. Everyone knows that they were full of shit and Apple backtracked, right? Because, because dude, here's the thing, right? It's black or white. You either have encryption or you don't. There is no such thing as a backdoor. If there's a backdoor for the government, there's a backdoor for everybody else. And this is what they're trying to do. And the part that pisses me off is that these senators, right, they're 50, 60, 70 years old. They grew up in an era without the internet. And they don't give a shit. They don't understand the internet. They don't understand the, the importance of privacy, right? This idea that the government could scan every single one of your messages. When does it stop? How does that not lead to them abusing it? Oh, we don't like that you are texting this person. We don't like your political contributions. Tie that in with the central bank digital currencies. Tie that in with the ESG. Tie that in with the social credit system. Where do you think this is going to lead to? Let me give you an example. When they passed the, pri the Bank Privacy Act in the 1970s, right? The $10,000 rule, right? The $10,000 rule is essentially if you deposited $10,000 into a bank account or you, or essentially you had more than $10,000 in cash, you know, it was, it was sketchy. When they passed that law, $10,000 was the equivalent of $70,000 today. That $10,000 number stayed exactly the same. 
and it, the purchasing power continues to go down. Now, right, recently in the Build Back Better bill, Joe Biden actually tried to pass its $600 surveillance. And by the way, this is completely against the Fourth Amendment, which says no unreasonable searches and seizures. I think it's completely fucking unreasonable for the government to scan every single one of your text messages. What stops them from abusing this? for political means what stops them from abusing this to go for 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 the government not using this to go after political opponent opponents what stops them from doing that we the, the government doesn't answer for nothing we left a we left like a, a, tens of billions of dollars in afghanistan for the people that we were fighting for 20 years we were told these people are terrorists and we left tens of billions of dollars of equipment and we're just supposed to shut the fuck up and take it mm. this is absurd this is crazy on every level this is a complete this is against the constitution this is a complete breach of privacy and if you don't think they're going to abuse this to hurt you you're fucking kidding yourself go look at history this is bullshit this must be stopped we must make a ruckus because if we make enough of a ruckus guess what they're not going to try to pass it like they did last time so this is a matter of going to that website. We're going to put it down in the link description, and it gives you instructions on how you could essentially call your senator, specifically if you live in the United States, to say, hey, what the fuck is this shit about? This is unjust. This is bullshit. This is an attack on your freedoms. Have no shadow of a doubt. The guys, like always, it's terrorism. You know, in this case, it's it's child pornography, right? The, the road to hell is paved in good intentions, right? Mm -hmm. They're using a noble cause to try to take away your freedoms. And again, if they break end-to-end -end encryption, if they set that as a precedent, what makes them say that Bitcoin, right, and holding your own private keys, right, isn't, you know, it, it, it's, it's not stopping, it's for somehow it's facilitating child pornography, right? Because holding your private keys, right, Think about it. It's a form of encryption. What is protecting you? What is protecting you? What is protecting mm -hmm. you? Right? Bitcoin is crypto cryptography at the exactly. end of the day. Right? So again, if they're setting this precedent, what are they going to say? You can't hold your own private keys too? The government has been trying to do this since the 90s. They want to be able to literally see everything you do. It, you, you know what's funny? They're so obsessed with wanting control and wanting to know everything that we do. They're so obsessed with it. They spend so much time on this. They're completely forgetting to actually do their jobs. Terrible. <laughs> like, think about it. They, think they, about they, it. They're they, not they, even doing what like, they're supposed to do. Like, give us more power. Give us more money. They spend more money every year than they do oh. the year before. And they, and, and, dude, again, they collect taxes every year, more and more taxes, right? But they keep spending, overspending that. This is a government out of control. The government has a spending problem. Giving them more power and more money is not the solution. And this is why Bitcoin is so important. Bitcoin takes away their power. It separates money from state. The reason these politicians are able to do that is because they have an unlimited fiat money printer to fund all of this uncontrolled bureaucracy. These are central planners really believing that if they had access to all of your messages, society would be a better place. Look at history and give me one example of that being the case. This is absolutely bonkers and it must be stopped. We must push back. The good news though, is that every single time 
They've, they've tried to do this. There's been huge public outcry. This time is no different, dude. This mm-hmm. is absolutely insane. And they're going to keep trying this. And the only way out of this, like, never-ending cycle of them trying to ban encryption, right, is literally separating money away from the politicians. Yep. Separating them. Separating them away from their ability to press the P button and print. And that money printer allows them to go to wars. It allows them to surveil. It allows them to pay for these crazy social programs that you might not agree with. Right, separate the money, the money from state, or nothing changes. Absolutely crazy. This is bonkers. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily meme review. Brought to you by Citadel Twenty One. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by toxic savage Bitcoiners. Every volume is different. This is volume ten. It just came out. It just dropped. There's scarce. There's only a thousand copies made per volume. Get your print. Of Citadel 21 today. All right, everybody, the meme for today. First one to lighten up the mood is brought to us by at BTC NYC. Who got next? El Salvador is the only country where Bitcoin is legal tender. Tonga is planning to sign it into law, excuse me, by September. <laughs> That's absolutely hilarious. Moving on to the next one. One of the fellow pleb, Bitcoin plebs, not on Twitter, put this together, their first meme. Oh, Phil, that was very I think, nice. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's we give kid. him a review? It's the bunny rabbit. What, what, where, who, how, why. And then Bitcoin and the rainbow. And then fiat money. And then it's the scary castle. Very good stuff. Um, yeah. Next one is by, uh, you know, I'm assuming he's holding Bitcoin, right? He says, overthrowing the state. Yes. <laughs> is that all you need, right? Public schools, stimulus, free college. That's fiat. Like, this is what we were talking about with government, political money. This is exactly what we we're talking about. Public schools, stimulus payment, free college, mud roads, uh, fees and fines, corporate welfare, taxes, drug war, warmongering, Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin fixes all of this. Bitcoin gives you the opportunity for a better future because your money actually goes up in value. So you could afford that house. You could afford – and think about it. Let's talk about houses for for example. (laughs) Why is it? That most people can't buy a house outright and they have to go to a bank, right, to essentially pay to give them a mortgage so you could be indebted to the bank to pay for the house. You know, it wasn't like that back in the 70s, right? You know, it wasn't like that. This is a new thing happening. The fact that you can't buy your house outright is absolutely insane. And that was created by fiat money, Bitcoin fixes this anyways you have me so fucking riled up phil after that <laughs> shit that you made me go through um anyways uh here's this awesome crypto noobs crypto youtube uh we're trying to fix that at simply bitcoin and yeah. here's the vcs backing that up oh, consensus well done. alex apologizing capital boost vc blockchain capital master ventures digital currency group pantera andreessen horowitz this is a16z and paradigm yeah. right absolutely awesome you know, uh, simply Bitcoin is this little tiny ant right here, and it's like, come over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. This is so funny. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, here is you know Jason Momoa. He's the guy. Uh, for those who don't know what NFTs are and need a, a quick explanation, imagine having a wife and your wife is getting railed by everyone and you can't do shit, but you have the mar- marriage certificate. That is the that is the NFT. <laughs> 
Hey, truth hurts. That's what it is. Absolutely hilarious. Here is Honk Hogan, Freedom Lovers, GoFundMe, Trucker Support Crew, and that's the Bitcoin. <laughs> the very famous meme. Absolutely incredible memes today, Phil. I'm still riled the fuck up from that failed segment. Holy crap. <laughs> I'm so angry. I when you were talking, I was sending it to Odell. I was sending it to Nick Cam. I was like sending it to everybody. I was like, guys, all hands on deck right now. <laughs> Anyways, holy shit! Wow, dude. Again, like these people are psychopaths. Anyways, uh, uh, for those memes, Phil, I'm going to give it a pause break key from my keyboard. I have no idea what it does, but yeah. Pause break. Phil, what about you? What would you give those memes? Very good score. We need a pause break. That 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 was great. I love those memes, and what I'm gonna give it is this soft gray bag. But there's something in it, and that is a mystery. Oh wow. But it's a soft gray bag. It's a soft gray bag. bag. And a pause break key. What the fuck does that key do? I don't know. But let us know down in the comments. And of course, make sure to join our Telegram group. Link us some dank, dank Bitcoin memes to review because of Bitcoin meme review. We need some Bitcoin memes to review. And subscribe to us on alternative video platforms because we do talk shit about a lot of people like Rumble.com and our personal favorite BitcoinTV.com. They don't censor there on Bitcoin TV. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the daily news. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the 3D printed Bitcoin art sculpture opens up. You put your favorite hardware wallet in there or the 3D printed Bitcoin honey badger. Everything's falling. You could also open it up, put your favorite hardware wallet in there as well. And good news, you can take advantage of the link down below for 5% off anything on the store, CryptoCloaks.com. All right, guys, good news. And this is capitalism, capitalism doing its thing, right? We had Strike. Strike is an amazing app on your iPhone. It essentially, or iPhone or Android, I apologize. And essentially, it allows you to send Bitcoin transactions or Lightning transactions to anywhere, right? And it facilitates cross-border payments. And of course, Cash App, Jack Dorsey, right? Loved what he's been doing since he's quit Twitter, Awesome, awesome, good stuff. And again, because there's a competition, right? Another app, right? That's trying to compete with Strike saying, hey, guess what? Let's add Lightning as well. So Lightning Network is now available on Cash App. It's the fastest free and, and free way to pay anyone in Bitcoin. Buy tacos, tip your favorite Twitter comedian, or send a friend money abroad anywhere. There's the signal, guys. Or send a friend money abroad, right? So obviously they're trying to compete with Strike. And again, you guys know what happens when two companies compete. It is good for the user. So very happy. Shout out to Cash App. Cash App has an amazing experience. I, I really love them. They have a debit card. Strike has an amazing experience as well, right? You know, they they subsidize fees. So if you have some Bitcoin on Cash App, again, you know, always take self custody. But if you have some you know, uh, you know, spending money, right? Money that you know, your Bitcoin that you know you're gonna spend, right? You could have it on your Cash App, and they'll pay for your fees, right? Um, and again, you know, they take care of all the complicated backend uh, with Lightning, right? So again, you know, very cool stuff. Strike, I know, does the same thing. So now you have Strike and Cash App, uh, you know, facilitating Lightning transactions. And of course, guys, you know the deal with Lightning. It's instantaneous and it's essentially the fees are minimal, right? Versus on-chain transactions. So very, very bullish news. Anyways, Phil, any thoughts on this before I move on? I think we should have a 
candlelight vigil or possibly a moment of silence for Western Union. Um, they might not know they're dead, but we know they're dead. And this helps illustrate that point. That is now the second, right? We've got Strike. Now we've got Cash App. Both of them coming onto the lightning rails, making those remittance payments so much easier for people. And you know what? This is exactly the way it was supposed to be. You know, like we're, we're supposed to have this, you know, we're supposed to have good market competition, which in the spirit of proper competition actually turns out to be cooperation to create better and better products for everyone. So good Absolutely. stuff for us. You know, Absolutely. why not? Absolutely. And, 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 and who's I just, next? And, I, and, and dude, I, and I just want to hold, you know, because we're already candlelight vigiling, right? I also want to handle, <laughs> I also want to hold a candlelight vigil for Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin oh. SV, and all the other shit coins that, you know, have essentially saying, hey, we have faster transactions. No, My you coffee don't. money. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Lightning took your lunch, ate it, and left you with nothing. You guys got wrecked. All your shitcoin narratives literally fucking destroyed. Your shitcoin literally exists so that you could dump it on someone else. Bitcoin does everything better than you. Phil? Nico, there was a Bcash shill. There was a Bcash shill in, in one of our threads a couple of days ago, and it was hilarious because for a second I, I saw I saw them right back and I was like, these people still exist? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I didn't even know they still had them out there. Oh my god. It was like it's like it's like when Elon Musk was like replying to like the CNN thing, where like CNN was talking shit about uh Elon Musk, and Elon Musk is like, You guys still exist? It's so funny. It's um, so true. Anyways, uh, okay, so here is the big shabacle, the big news for today. You guys remember that huge, huge Bitfinex hack uh, a couple years ago? Literally, you know, they had to borrow money for them against themselves. It was a huge deal, right? Bitf mm -hmm. Bitfinex got this huge hack in 2016. Well, guess what? They caught the people and the feds got the bitcoin back now the big question is are they going to give that bitcoin back to bitfinex right because or they are they going to use it as as a leverage tool in the tether negotiations i don't know interesting questions but anyways let's read the announcement from the doj two individuals were arrested this morning in manhattan for an alleged conspiracy to launder cryptocurrency that was stolen bitcoin by the way um, Bitcoin, crypto, fine, we'll use the word that they use, that was stolen during the 2016 hack of Bitfinex, a, a, an exchange presently valued at approximately $4.5 billion. Thus far, law enforcement has seized $3.6 in cryptocurrency linked to that hack. To quote um, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monco, today's arrest in the department's largest financial seizure ever showed that cryptocurrency Again, look at look at how they're phrasing this. They're phrasing this on purpose. That cryptocurrency is not a safe haven for criminals. And a futile So wait a second. If it's not a safe haven for criminals, why are they trying to pass all these laws to break encryption? <laughs> anyway, okay, hold on. Yeah. Uh and a futile effort to maintain in a few in a look again, they're trying to make you think look, in a futile effort to maintain digital anonymity, the defendants laundered stolen funds through a labyrinth of cryptocurrency transaction. Thanks to the meticulous work of law enforcement, the department once again showed how it can and will follow the money no matter what forms it takes. But wait a second. Hold on. You guys are actively passing laws, right? 
to essentially take away more anonymity, right? Take away all of this stiff, but you're letting there you're on, on, on another on another end, you're telling me that law enforcement meticulously will follow the money no matter what. So what side are you or what side are you on? <laughs> this is telling me that the systems in place now are working just fine. But they on the other ways. but on the other hand, you're telling me they're not enough. Right. Anyways, uh, today, federal law enforcement demonstrates once again that we could follow money through the blockchain. Exactly. And this is what we've been saying all along. Right. That they, uh, you know, that um, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is saying, hey, you know, Bitcoin anonymity, it's all that. And we've always said on the show, Bitcoin is a terrible way to, to launder money. Why? Because it's always going to be there. It's going to be there forever on the blockchain. Every single transaction, cash is significantly easier. If you if you if you transact in cash, it, there's no record of that. Where in Bitcoin, if you transact in Bitcoin, there's always going to be a record on the blockchain. So it's just it's funny how they do both sides, right? When they successfully catch a criminal, it's like they can't get away from us. We use the blockchain to catch us. But at the same time, on the other side, they're trying to pass more laws in Congress to break encryption, to add even more surveillance. So what side are you on, guys? Like, is it that you need more surveillance or is that the surveillance is working right now, right? Uh, It's just, it's ridiculous. Anyways, and that will not allow cryptocurrency to be a safe haven for money laundering, which is what we've always said, right? It's terrible to money launder on Bitcoin because it's always going to be on the blockchain. Anyways, in a zone of lawlessness within our financial system. No, 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 no. It's not within your financial system. Okay, it's not. Bitcoin is not within the financial system, okay? It's a parallel financial system. Anyways, said Assistant Attorney General Kenneth A. Polite of the Justice Department's Criminal Division, the rest today showed that that we will take firm stand against those who allegedly try to use virtual, uh, virtual currencies for criminal purposes, which is that's the way it should be. Criminals should be caught if you're breaking the law. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you have to give more power to the government. And apparently, they, they're doing just fine. Anyways, um, these apparently, these are the hackers, right? Uh, Leah Lynchstein, 34 years old, and his wife, Heather Morgan, um, 31, both of New York, New York, are scheduled to make their initial appearances in federal court today at 3 p.m. Lynchstein and Morgan allegedly conspired to launder the proceeds of, check this out, this is almost as much Bitcoin as Sailor has bought, right? Sailor has 125,000 Bitcoin. They have 119,000 Bitcoin that were stolen from Bitfinex platform after a hacker breached Bitfinex systems and initiated more than 2,000 unauthorized transactions. Those unauthorized transactions sent the stolen Bitcoin to a digital wallet under Lynchstein's control. Over the last five years, approximately 25,000 of those stolen Bitcoins were transferred out of Lynchstein's wallet via a complicated money laundering process that ended with some of the stolen funds being deposited into financial accounts controlled by Lynchstein and more. So essentially, I'm going to translate a little bit of that. They sent the Bitcoin from from a from a host from a, a you know from a wallet to a KYC exchange, and essentially that's how they got caught. They made that connection. That's how they caught them. The reminder of the stolen funds, comprom- uh, the remi- the remainder of the stolen funds, compromising more than ninety four thousand Bitcoin, remained in the wallet used to receive and store the illegal proceeds from the hack. After the execution of a court-authorized search warrants of online accounts controlled by Lynchstein and Morgan, special agents obtained access to the files within an online account controlled by Lynchstein. They stole. They stored 
their their private keys in the cloud. They stored private keys for ninety four thousand Bitcoin in the cloud. They didn't use cold storage, right? right? They, they didn't store their seeds on whatever. They literally stored it from what I've heard on on Twitter on Google Drive, <laughs> wrecked. And once the federal agents made the connections, like okay, clearly uh, some of this some of this Bitcoin right came from from you know from the from the Bitfinex hack. This is the guy. Essentially, they set out a warrant. They sent it to Google, right, or whatever cloud services they use, and say, "Hey, listen, give me access to all this guy's, you know, cloud information." And that's how they got access to the Bitcoin. They're not saying any of this because they would like you to believe that with the warrant they could access your, you know, your your cold storage Bitcoin, which we all know they can't. They can't access cold storage if you actually have it in cold storage. But clearly, in the case of these people, right, uh, a cloud cloud computing is essentially you're relying on someone else's computer, right, which the federal government could have access to. Those files contained the private keys required to access the digital wallet that directly received the funds stolen from Bitfinex, allowed special agents to lawfully seize and recover more than 94,000 Bitcoin that had been stolen from Bitfinex. The recovered Bitcoin was valued at $3.6 billion at the time of seizure. That is absolutely crazy that they stored 3.5, 3.6 billion dollars on a hot wallet. That is absolutely bonkers. This is a great uh, little article, and it essentially it it goes more into the detail of how they try to longer launder those illegally stolen funds, right? Um, destinations of Bitcoin from the 26 Bit Bitfinex hack, right? Uh, Alpha Bay exchanges, Hydra, Join Market, Privacy Wallet, right? They tried to you know wash it here a little bit wasabi wallet and through they apparently they tried to launder most of it through a dark net market but check out how they caught them which is really really interesting right uh this is a quote from the thing utilizing computer programs to automate transactions a laundering technique that allows for many transactions to take place in a short period of time depositing the stolen funds into accounts at a variety of virtual currency exchanges and dark neck markets then withdrawing the funds which obfuscates the trail of the transaction history by breaking up the fund flow and here it is bitfinex right these are different wallets and they're sending it to the wasabi wallet to essentially mix those coins. More recently, the Wasabi Wallet privacy wallet was used to attempt to hide the blockchain money trail. As described above in 2017, a small portion, this is how they got caught. A, as described above in 20, in January 2017, small portion of the stolen Bitcoins were moved and sent through Alphabay, a darknet marketplace. This was likely done in order to hide the blockchain trail. Services such as Alphabay pool, all pools all user funds together, making it impossible for anyone other than Alphabay to link incoming Bitcoin transactions with outgoing users. However, in January 2017, Alphabay was seized and shut down by law enforcement. This likely allowed them to access Alphabay's internal transaction laws, which would enable them to trace the stolen Bitfinex funds through Alphabay. The warrant shows exactly this being done. The funds are traced out of Alphabay and onto a cryptocurrency exchange in the name of Lynchstein. Right, and here is essentially all the connections, the diagram of the connections. Here is Alphabay. Here's essentially all the way he does, and this I'm assuming this is the guy. The remainder of the stolen funds, now worth 4.1 billion, were moved to a new wallet just last week. The first movement of these funds since the 2016 theft. This appears to represent the seizure of the bitcoins from Lynchstein and Morgan by law enforcement. 
Okay, so a couple things here, right? So awesome that Bitfinex potentially can get all their money, um, you know, all their money back. Shout out to law enforcement, which clearly already has the means and the methods, right, to actually do police work without taking more of our freedoms. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, they did steal that Bitcoin. So I'm glad that there is some justice here. Most of the time there isn't when Bitcoin is stolen. Uh, so I just want to make two points, right? Clearly, there's enough resources in place to do good police work. Why do you have to take even more of our freedoms? I don't know why. And another thing is they got caught because essentially the dark net, the dark web uh, market that they used to essentially launder some of those money was compromised by law enforcement. Then law enforcement was able to make the connection. They said, hey, look, the, the, this is where the, the, the Bitcoin from the 26 hap happened. It happened to go into here and then they connected that. Where was the outflow? The outflow went to a cryptocurrency exchange, which was KYC'd and belonged to the guy. And then they made that connection and then they used that to get a warrant to all of that guy's uh, internet cloud storage stuff. And then they happened to find the private keys to $3.6 billion on hosted on one of those cloud services. If you believe what Twitter is saying, it happens to be Google Drive. It blows my fucking mind that you would store $3.6 billion worth of Bitcoin on Google Drive. That is absolutely insane. But again, dude, uh, I, I, I don't know. Do you think Do you think Bitfinex is going to get their money back, Phil? I think you know, the U.S. government's going to use this as a leverage tool because I know they're going after Tether like crazy. So maybe they dangle this in front of this. Are they going to give back the Bitcoin? I have no idea how that's going to work. But we will stay on top of it on Simply Bitcoin, and we will let you guys know. I'm glad justice was done in this place, dude. And I just want to reemphasize enough because I'm really pissed off during the Daily Fail. Clearly... There's enough resources in place for for good law enforcement work to be done. Why do you need to take away more of our freedoms? Why? Clearly, there's enough in place. Anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that comment. I, I just want to go back uh, before you know before we we talk about um, the, the the Bitfinex hack. The the comment about cryptocurrencies or specifically Bitcoin being a safe haven for money laundering, we have shown time and time again that the best place to money to, to launder money is through the banking system, which facilitates it. They have the rails to facilitate the most money movement around the world. So this is this is hypocritical clown world garbage. Now, going back to this this couple, uh, there was a joke going on today. Um, and again, obviously, I don't know if it's true. I, I think it's just funny, but it's funny that the article starts off by saying, you know, they they you know, there's four point eight. There was four point five billion. Then all of a sudden it goes down to three point eight billion. Then all of a sudden, you know, people joked around saying, oh, look, now there's only one billion dollars left. Then somebody joked, you know, came back and said, oh, well, th there's really only like four hundred thousand dollars left. So all this to say everybody wants the Bitcoin. Right. So going back to your original question, does Bitfinex get its Bitcoin back? Um, I, I'd like to hope that they do. Right. I obviously hope that they do get their Bitcoin back. Um, at the same time, it also outlines the, you know, the age old, uh, uh, the, the, the age old saying, don't keep 
your Bitcoin on the exchanges, right? Not your keys, not your coin. I mean, this is just a terrible, terrible example. And, and these people, these people just got absolutely wrecked. And you know what? It's very interesting what they tried to do. With no, Alpha but it, it's good. It's good that they did. Oh, no, dude, because it, it is good. It they, is they, good. You know, they, they stole it. And I'm glad that Bitfinex got that member. Remember, at the end of the day, guys, that isn't Bitfinex's money. That belongs no. to all the clients and customers that got wrecked. And I think if my memory serves me correct, Bitfinex actually had to take a haircut off people. I think they paid it back eventually through like mm -hmm. this whole token stuff that they, they, they launched, but people had to take a haircut off Bitfinex because of that hack. So I'm glad justice was done, right? Anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, no, of course. You know, um, but the what, what this really outlines, okay, people oftentimes use something, um, use a service or use a product other than its intended use, okay? And this is a great example of these people thinking that they could use Alphabay to essentially to launder their money and they got nailed. Right. So uh, going back to your point, it's good that, you know, it's good. These people got busted. It's also a very good point in making sure that you use the, the proper tool for the proper application. Okay. Somebody else's platform is not your, your money laundering piggy bank. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like that's just not how it works. So. Yeah, man, it's it's uh you know it's 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 just it's it's funny because they were able to hack all this Bitcoin, yeah, but then they, they and then they weren't able to store it in cold storage. Google eh. Drive, bro. Uh, you know it's it's very it's very interesting. I, I think we're over. I think we're overcomplicating this, Nico. We should just be Google driving everything. And you know what? This goes back to the daily fail, right? They always talk about you talk about the you know the child abuse and all that. Wait, stuff. wait, wait a second. Hold on. If they were able to access Google Drive through a warrant, why are they trying to? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to tell you? Of course, this makes no sense. This is this is the whole thing, right? It just it's complete and utter nonsense what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I forgot my original point, but it doesn't matter. the 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 whole point the whole point was to say it's overreach. We know it's overreach. They know it's overreach. To me. They just want to see how far they can, you know, how far they can push us along. Yep, I completely so. agree. I completely agree. Wow, that was that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was the first somehow, time. Somehow, somehow they all linked. Somehow our whole entire show linked it, 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 all, it, again, all in different it, ways. It, it always happens by accident. But anyways, <laughs> Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why do you tell everybody about it? Software releases brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. It's the best place to store your Bitcoin seed. Check out the cypher wheel or the all-new cypher grid comes with punch tool and tamper resistant wire all right we've got join in box version 0.6.6 that was released guys say this every day we post monday through saturday rain or shine don't forget to check us out on our audio only platforms we are on apple podcasts spotify and anchor and if you want to send us some sats you can go check us out on fountain.fm awesome thank you phil all right guys that was the show if you enjoyed the show you know what to do smash the like button and of course if you want to continue hearing the bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails from the government definitely consider subscribing to simply bitcoin and we'll see you tomorrow guys for many episode the bureaucratic machine doesn't care about your family you do it's time for bitcoin Thank you.